This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And a very, very warm welcome to the Bastards Inquiry Weekend Preview Podcast. It's the Irish Derby Weekend and Pitmen's Derby in the North East. And with me to discuss the important topics and the best tips you could buy. Well, not even buy, it's free uh, on the internet. With me today is John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot and the superb Catherine Fry. Join me tonight. You all right, folks? All good? Good, good, leeches. Yeah, naturally. Yeah. Well, it's it's a good show this week because I I do like to cover our Irish count. We've got a lot of Irish listeners, and so I thought we'd we'd make uh, current one of our centrepieces this weekend. Um, probably ignoring Newmarket to a degree because it's, it's what a gas pit that is. Um, and yeah, it's a good show. We've got four questions uh, to start the show off this week. Um, and one of them is sort of close to my heart. Ian Davies sets the turn off and probably gets my, me and John going a little bit. And he said, the taps have been turn on, turned on at the Curra race course. Firm when Shergar won in 81. Sanjavit's uh, time of 2 minutes 25.6 hasn't been better in 28 years. He said no fucker's been given the chance in this brave new water world era. Is Bath the only place, the only side, either side of the Irish Sea where who's rattle anymore? John? No, I think Ian knows what he's doing here. And in the late of the Safi Osborne incident, I'm not going to say tell much about anybody here. Um, <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, John, like, Yours is uh, yours is very uh, sort of satirical, witty observations. Not being a complete next Tuesday. <laughs> I mean, and it is target specific, isn't it? Uh, let's be fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's just what we're up against at the minute, isn't it? You know, I mean, I, I don't know what's going on in these clacks heads. You know, I mean, it'd be nice to. Be nice to gate crash a Clark seminar, wouldn't it? And mm. give them some real stats or something like that, or at least nick a bottle of wine. I don't know. Um, I don't know what you're going to do to stop it. But... I think it's. I think you have to bring your own hose pipe. Well, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, like you say, I mean, if we have a meeting with these Clarks, hopefully they'll put a buffet on, and then we'll do a Mickey Stubby and. You know, kind of demolish, demolish the buffet or something like that. But, but yeah, going to say have a crap in the garden there, like. <laughs> well, yeah, that as well. Right? Um, <laughs> but, but, yeah, um, I mean, the thing is for me, I, the people were messaging me this week on on Bastard, and and they said that <laughs> I quote that they were actually watering the track as it's pissing down, and I mean, what. This, this is Catherine. This is Ireland, right? So we've seen them at Gowran midwinter, you know, like you know, for their big chase races. You know, we're inspecting at seven a.m. Tracks underwater at seven thirty a.m. Yes, it's got the go ahead. Yes, it's fine. You know, they're racing in like literally like time. I've seen a I've seen a time at Gowran that's been one minute and one minute and thirty seconds slower than the standard. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yet. When it comes to, I mean, so I'm thinking, like the Curra, they're not bothered, they'll race on anything, the Irish. All yeah. of a sudden, just... I mean, to be honest, Lee, when I lived in Ireland, it rained every day. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I think that rain is just, I think unless they have sort of an exceptionally hot summer, but then an exceptionally hot day in Ireland is 23, 24, whereas now we're getting exceptionally hot. I'm just turned into a weatherman, but, uh, you know, exceptionally hot days here now, certainly in this bowl where I live, are like 27, 28. Um, but it does, I mean, it, it rains an awful lot in Ireland, but still, like, like the race courses on this side of the water, we're still not seeing, 
you've been watching um, racing TV have been putting out a lot of old footage this week of old Irish derbies, which is great because obviously a lot of the old ones you didn't actually get to see. You just relied on the commentary, didn't you? The back back yeah, in the yeah, day, sure. you pop into the bookies and just get the commentary. So it's it's really great to see some of these old Irish races. But you look there and you know it does look to be pretty good, if not firm ground. Um, I think we're overlooking something as well, Peter. Um, on, we need to be aware that Jim has one in that needs a bit of dig in the Irish Derby. And Jim's probably <laughs> just had a word with God, really, and pulled yeah. in a favour, you know. Probably. I mean, I was actually going to say, I don't think I'm going to call him Drac anymore. I think I'm going to call him the Count because it covers a multitude of areas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing for me, though, like the times tonight at the current suggests that we're looking at, well, tonight anyway, it's definitely the slow side of good. Maybe it's a good to yield in that kind of ground tonight. With with drying ground, you're going to end up with good ground. But again, we're getting scenarios that I think is concerning for racing because yeah. the, the, Doncaster today, this is a prime example. I mean, I, I think the ghost of Seamus Buckley's like took over Doncaster because <laughs> Doncaster, Doncaster this season have been absolutely overwatering like like you've never known. I mean, the one of the meetings earlier this year, it, it had a downpour. It ended up it ended up like nearly heavy, and this meeting today started off good to firm. There's been no rain this week at all. Early early week. There was overnight rain tonight. They had four millimetres, I believe, overnight. There was just light drizzle during the afternoon. They ended up good to soft. And, yeah, after three races. So it weren't like it was, you know, like, well, there's been heavy rain all day. You know, it's heavy. It's heavy. No, no. There'd been no signs of, of like, mass rainfall. Just light drizzle. You know, your light light, light rain, uh, fine rain, whatever Peter Kay used to call it. But, <laughs> but, but. but you know, and it's ended up good to soft, and this is where the game, John, you'll, you'll agree with me on this, that this is unfair on mm-hmm. people that's betting on it to have confidence in it. It's, not, it's unfair on, on everybody. It's, it's, un, it's unfair yeah. on, um, you know, an owner and trainer that's probably gone there thinking, oh, great, but a decent ground for the horse. Um, <laughs> like real top top of the ground, good ground. Um, it's un it's unfair on the punters. It's unfair on the everyday punters. It's unfair on the professional punters. It's unfair on everybody. The, the thing yeah. is, as well, these clerks are invariably late in changing the ground description. Which I know you say, like during racing, you can say what you, you can see for yourself. And the punters that are waiting on the clerks' decision are going to be behind you. But the problem sets in when you you retrospectively looking at the farm because there's absolute dog shit going in the farm book. Uh, you know, uh, they're saying the first three races were on good to firm, and we all know they weren't. It, it was slow, sad, yes. good, or even soft. You know, before yeah, yeah. before Sammy comes out the steward's room and takes the bottle apart, and well, whatever. You know, I know you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a mass problem going forward. And uh, listeners, uh, I, I would certainly give a, a good watch to Doncaster's Clark because this is the new Kirkland. <laughs> um, it, it really is. I mean, this is this is the second time this season already we've ended up with slop. And, you know, where they're knocking the top off. That horrible ground, John, that you ate, where they're knocking, they're knocking all the top off. And it's, yeah, it's... Um, it's not good, um, and it, it needs to be addressed by the useless BHA. Right, next question, and it's uh, more your scene, Catherine, really. Okay. Carl Swanson, uh, regular listener, says, uh, a fifth day at the festival, how can it be stopped? Obviously, Carl doesn't want the fifth day. Do you want the fifth day, Catherine? No. No, nah. it's, um, it's a, unfortunately, a great, product that has been diluted and marketed out of what it ever was um just long for the the great days of the 80s and 90s like proper proper festival days three days the best horses against each other um i just you know i mean 
it's already turned into they used to sort of be when it changed to a four-day meeting and it was always like you know you say well you know Tuesday's your, your day Tuesday and Wednesday your day for the purists I don't think they are anymore I think it's just basically your, your money counts if if you're there to to spend hundreds at the bar getting pissed up and that is unfortunately the way it's gone um, and it's a, it's a massive shame and the dilution of the cards you know look you can't that has then see we talk a lot about betting on this show that's uh, had a, a knock-on onto the anti-post market as well you don't know I mean it's like trying to get blood out of a stone trying to find out running plans um yeah. it's just a really really and the most bizarre thing is, is that there are apparently talks that um you know that the gold cup might stay on the friday and just add a saturday is that just not like after the lord mayor's show so you know it's just going to be i mean gold cup day is all is already just you to be honest you may as well just be in a nightclub um yeah. i obviously nobody was there this year um but just before we went into the festival just before the whole world went into lockdown i hadn't been out front for quite a while at the festival i wasn't i wasn't working and it'd been a good few years that i'd actually sort of been out on the lawn and bearing in mind that people have paid 100 quid just for the day to get in there for gold cup day and people are openly like i don't really care what people do but people are in there they're openly smoking massive reefers Oh, I'd want to be doing that at a race course, like you know, like lights down a bit of Floyd, you know what I'm saying? But like they're there, it's pretty obvious that few people are off their tits on on whatever. It's just an absolute sea of plastic on the floor. People just dropping the plastic, you know, uh, pint glasses on the floor, and it was just like um, it was like a big outside nightclub, and I thought fucking hell is this what it's come to you know yeah. i'm not against people going out and enjoying themselves and they can do whatever but it's gold cup day and it's just come so far away from from what it was and what 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 it should be and i'm not saying that Cheltenham should be the be all in the end of the season because it, it shouldn't be and there shouldn't be this and well i don't want to run there i don't want to run that you know you didn't have the stars of of the 80s and certainly early 90s being campaigned in that way and unfortunately it's just like it's just going the same way as the, as the rest of the world isn't it god i'm old yeah <laughs> very 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 fair points and accurate points as well um from what, what you're saying there i agree with just about everything you've said john do you, do you concur with Catherine there i think that's one of the most selfless statements i've ever heard on the subject to be honest um I am party to the knowledge that Catherine, during the Cheltenham Festival, rents out the east wing of her house to 11, 11 retired fishermen from Grimsby every year and charges them £300 a night each. So to deny yourself that kind of money from a fifth day at the festival is quite incredible. And I think that should get her a seat on the board of the PHA. So where do you, where do you like how do you make these things up? I wish I had an east wing. Everybody's got an east wing. <laughs> you saw them really small. I lost, uh, you know. Unfortunately, obviously, I lost out this year. No crowd. They didn't come down from exactly, Grimsby. Exactly. Exactly. The same I mean, I mean, some some great takes there, chaps, but. I mean, in all seriousness, like, you know, Cheltenham is about the best of the best, like Catherine said. And the problem I've got already is, let's say if you say three top-class mares between, say, two two miles and two and a half miles, they're already avoiding each other. Yeah. One will go for the two-mile mares hurdle, one will go for the two and a half, one will go for the champion, probably the best one. So you never see the three mares turn up at Cheltenham yeah. all racing each other to set up a... a a tantalizing sort of prospect and i just yeah, think why wow. i was just so glad that um honeysuckle ran in the champion hurdle and and put the cattle on ran in the queen mother that was both the correct decisions and obviously they were yeah. greatly rewarded 
Um, but I mean, is that Mayor's Chase? Like, mm. like well, well, they they hold their place in 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 open contests. It's just it's just bizarre. It's just you think back to those just glorious three days where the best of the best, and very often yeah. you you know you best of the British, best of the Irish, best of the French. You know you'd have U.S. runners as well coming over, and it's just I don't know. It's it's a very very sad. I can see myself in years to come not going at all to the festival, and and that's you know that's that's unknown really. You know, I I grew up at that place. I I didn't ever go to school for the second or third week in March, <laughs> and and it is sad to see what it's become. No, Catherine Fry there sums it up fantastically well, and. Um... Get back to us on Twitter. What do you think to Catherine's comments there? Because uh, me and John are in wholehearted agreement. Um, what would you like to see a fifth day? Would you are you happy as it is? Would you like to see them go back to three days, which will never happen? But but like you say, the best days were probably behind us. Right, we move on to the final question before we go on to the tip sheet, and it is a good question, funny question, light-hearted question. We like these. Mike Owen says. Um, uh, what would you call a horse if Hancock was involved in the breeding? John Lane. Serving those shagging waves. <laughs> I know, I know, I know that wouldn't be beat. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Ask uh, I, can, can you better that, Catherine? Yeah, just ask grabber. I mean, those fucking hands on her eyes. <laughs> I, listen, you know what? The as much as I found that absolutely hilarious today, the the cynic in me says, "Well, what's like in putting this? Obviously, we all know that they control the media, blah blah blah. From putting out that, what else is going on that we don't know about? Do you know what I mean? And also, why would you be doing that right under a CCTV camera? Don't know. That's the cynic in me, though. Well, I, I, just, I got I got sent. Uh... A still of that CCTV image, and, and his hands were on a waistline, you know. And uh, we met at he said, What do you think of that? I said, He's nowhere near an ass, he doesn't even like him. So, yeah, saving lives, shagging wives is the winner. Uh, I can't even better that, so I'm not even going to attempt to. Uh, John's the master at that. Um, so, yeah, that's the winner. Right, on to tips. And we go to the uh, Northumberland Plate meeting, a meeting which Brian Ellison loves to have a winner at, but these days it gets harder and harder for the for, for the old boy, sadly. Um, we go to the, that, the old boy. <laughs> 75. Do you know, I didn't know this. He's 75, is Brian Ellison. 75. Yeah. Fair play so. to him. Sure. I'm sure Coop said that. Uh, I, don't, I, I mean, I, I, I might have got that wrong. He might, Coop might have been winding me up, but I'm sure he's 75. He can't be. Some, ha- some, some hilarity if he actually tweets you saying, am I fucked 75? <laughs> so, some, it'd, be Coop, it'd be Coop winding me up otherwise, but I'm, Coop said to me he's 75. I mean, whether he's, uh, he probably is. He's, Coop's like that. But, you know, it's, it's an hour drive. I might go and ask him. Just... <laughs> Right, we'll all go and 70, ask. 75, is it? Anyway, <laughs> probably meant to be looking idiot there. Anyway, the first race at Newcastle on the ITV Telebox is the uh, 145 race, which is the uh, William Hill Best Gods Guaranteed Handicap. Uh, Woven is the current 11 to 2 market leader, trained by Michael Dodds. John, have you anything in this? Do you know, I thought this was awful, to be honest. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the, the, this cast doesn't sell me sprint wise. Yeah, I'm on the verge of being an on runner, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, there's stacks of turf farming, and you know, you start trailing back to find bits and pieces of all weather farm. And, yeah, you know, I, I found myself coming up with an empty net every time I had a dive into this race, to be honest. And if I was absolutely ran for a selection, I'd maybe have a stick at Anthony Britton's house, Mondamejo, 
for the Hilly Carlsy. Easy for you to say, John. It, it only just, yeah. Bondamedge has a lot of talent, John. Um, they, they, they've yet to get the key to this, and it, it's a sprinter that when they do, I think this could be like Anthony Britain's first, well, it probably is Anthony Britain's flagship now, but a proper flagship. Um, so, yeah, I can't knock that. Uh, what bits I did on the race was um, I thought Fleeting Prince was very interesting first off being gelded um, the trainer's good when he does this um, that you know the trainer's also a whopping 10 from 22 um, at this course and distance um, I think Fleeting Prince um, likes to go forward and I think that could be an advantage because the wind I believe Newcastle's quite strong quite difficult to make the running normally because there's usually a strong yeah. westerly or a strong like north northwest or northwesterly that's the standard wind however it's sort of changed to a north northeast so there's no resistance for anything wanting to bomb off while everyone's playing uh you know catch me catch me so yeah. anyway at a pro at a pro so fleeting prince is worth a mention at 11 to 1 for jim crowley and uh, charles hills but what i thought was interesting um, was Streamline as well for Clive Cox in the race. Um, this horse won a, a Group 3 as a two-year-old, um, and he had obviously must have had a tendon or something because he, he missed his three-year-old campaign. He beat Summergand, John. Summergand in, in, at Wolverhampton in, in the spring. Uh, very strong form for the level. He was too keen last time, ridden by a bin man, um, and basically... He's been freshened up and the trainer's got a good record of freshening handicaps. So Streamline and Fleeting Prince, I thought, were uh, interesting selections. Anything for you, Catherine, here? Uh, no. <laughs> no. I, have, I have got one a bit later on at uh, Newcastle. That's cool. That's cool. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it is a tricky opener. Um, so uh, it's a, for John, it's the Anthony Britton. Uh, Mondamedge, which has got a lot of talent, and I can see that being rated treble figures when they eventually, when it eventually does everything right, and they find the key to it. And uh, two for me, Fleeting Prince, and the one of Clive Fox's two twenty race, the William Hill Chip Chase Stakes over six furlongs, a Group Three event. Diligent Harry is the well-backed one hundred to thirty, trained by Clive Cox. Um, I'll start proceedings then with with my choice, which will be good a good effort. Of Ismail Mohammed, uh, Ray Dawson takes the ride. Can't claim in the race, Ray, but he's such a good rider. I'm not really that bothered. Um, good effort was contesting some strong sprint sprint races in Maidan in the spring. Probably machetted with Lasix back then, um, but he's got some quality form at Lingfield, um, winning listed events, and and he's just a very good, very very good horse. Um, real solid animal. He's five from ten on the all weather in this country. Um, he goes forwards, which you, I think, like I say, it, the, the trends will change tomorrow at Newcastle with the change in direction of the wind. So good effort for me at around the nine to one mark to make a bold bid of making all under that stands rail. Uh, so that's uh, that's my selection. John, anything? Yeah, because um, he, he's a bit like that skittery kid at school that nobody liked, isn't he? But... Um, <laughs> I, I think coming back on the R weather will definitely show him. Um, and the drop to six furlongs, he's, he's quite keen going. He does, he does certainly when when Jim rides him, he does plenty in his hands. I think, I think the trip might actually suit. Right, so um, I'd be willing to give him a, give him a twelve around four to one. Well, it's interesting that that Jim Jim picks him because. Obviously, I mean, Tab Deed is no, is no mug. Was second in this last year behind Glenshield. Yeah, and, and Carden um, is is you know, and Jim's rode twice out of his last three starts. Um, I didn't think that that would be any back number either. So it's just significant, like you said, that he's he's chose that. So I, I agree with you. Varian horses are catching the eye at the moment as well. I think they're looking exceptionally well the last ten days or so. So Kazam is about a four to one chance. He's, he's been nibbled at overnight. Kazam, quite quite a strong fancy. Uh, Kazam, Kazam for John. Good effort for me, Catherine. Anything here? No, next one. <laughs> I have in the next one. I promise. 
that's fine. No, no, listen. I mean, I mean, our punters want to be about the card. It's no good giving them any old uh, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So two fifty-five. It's the uh, it's the plate compilation now called the Northumberland Bars handicap. Uh, East Asia is the mark as favourite trained by Ian Williams. I'll come to you, Catherine, first for your selection in this. Okay. Um, so we all know that I like a, a nice long distance race on the flat. Uh, I'm actually going to go with um, a horse that has actually sort of been catching the eye on decent ground in uh, over the jumps. Um, unusual for this lady to have a horse that wants top of the ground. I know that one after has one over course and distance. And I'm going to go for Bellatrixa for Venetia Williams. Ah. Over course and distance, one in the care of Michael Dodds. A few runs for, a few decent runs for Venetia um, over the jumps. And um, open 16s, now 11s, I think. It's a very interesting selection because um, back back in October last year, it was very impressive. Mm. Um, you know, really dispatched of them with the minute. This would be a rising class, of course, but, mm, but yeah. the, the, the way it did it for Michael Dodds was very impressive. Um, off 72, only off 77. Um, yes. Yeah. And I, I, I'd probably say the witch is a, is a, is a trainer upgrade, really, from, <laughs> from Dodds. You think the winsome one's better than Alvapo, Long? I do, yeah. I thought yeah. you fancied the winsome one, John. Yeah, well, you know, I'm just friends seeing and then there's a very late list, you know. <laughs> you know. If you were sat here with us having a glass of wine, you know, maybe would give her a bit of flannel and say she's better than Alvapo, Long, but, you know, she's not here. Give her the old chat, John. Absolutely. Yeah. Leads on with a travel. <laughs> Imagine John and John having a conversation. Yeah, I just just see it now in her front room, you know, over a China teacups. And we won't be in the front room, man. Look <laughs> <laughs> them stairs. Like storming Norman. Yeah, mate. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Those days, those days. Yeah. yeah. Good. Day. <laughs> uh, Right, John, um, have you anything to match Catherine's rather intriguing selection with Bellatrixa? Yeah, it's a cracking left field, that, isn't it? Um, I, I, I do actually have a, a sneak. I think this will run well anyway. Uh, for our favourite posh training combination of Rafe and Ralph Beckett, <laughs> the, the top half in this is probably unlucky not to get in the plate off bottom weight, finds itself children nine ten here. Um, Braska, I think it's considerably better on the sand than it is on the grass. It certainly didn't like Skilton around Chester on that slot last time. But I think, I think looking at the rest of its farm, I think it's it's still on a, a workable mark. You know, I mean, it's, it's only fair. Rafe and Ralph haven't gone mad with this one either. I mean, they haven't raced him to death. Still got a bit of scope for improvement. And uh, I think Posh Hector will, will get a nice spin round off this at 25. I'll tell you what, you're both doing brilliant here because I like both these calls. Um, Braska only had four starts on the all-weather, uh, won, won, won his first two and then was second uh, on his next two starts. So, like you say, a very, very solid um and obviously, Green Desert on the damn side, that kind of adds up as well. So, yeah, John, I like that. 25s, like you say, that that could be, um, you know, again, case, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, this is one that could have made the main event and just didn't quite do so. So, great call. Um, so, 25s, uh, Braska for John. We've got Bellatrix at 12 for Catherine and myself. Um, I'm sort of torn between. Um, Cosmelli uh, for Gay Calloway because um, this guaranteed to be laid out for this. Cosmelli's finished fourth and fifth in the, the the plate before and has won this race before. He goes well fresh, no doubt he's been trained for this. Um, so Cosmelli, I thought was in, he's getting a bit long in the tooth, the old boy, but again he loves this place. So I just felt maybe at twenties that's worth a stake saver uh, on anything you back. You don't want to see that win when you know. 
that he loves this place. Um, Thrasher Morris on board to thrash it um, a few times um, will help, hopefully. Uh, and if it doesn't, and if he rides a bad race, then you know Gay will be giving him a big volleyful in the paddock afterwards. Um, so that's always a bonus. Um, and the other one was a star above, which is on the drift for William Haggis. But I've always said that a star above wants two miles because all it does is gallop. It just literally just got one speed and small fields have never suited it. It's tried to make its own pace a few times, been successful, finished second. So people think it's rubbish. But I do think what it's always wanted is probably a strongly run race and it might get this today or at least a well-run race and can run its race. So a star above will be my principal choice at 14 to 1. So we picked some nice prices there for you. Hope you find the right one out of the three of us. As we move on to the 3.30, which is the William Hill Northumberland plate, the Pitmen's Derby, of course. Um, it's a, uh, a, a, a world-famous race, really. It's, it's a firm fixture in the calendar. It's a race I particularly like. used to like it on the turf more than the all-weather, but never mind. Trushan uh, is favourite for the race. And they've given it Reese Clutterbuck gets the ride. I think it's an amazing story. Reese Clutterbuck rides the, the bent ones for Gary Moore and gets them handicapped. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's riding for Alan King Kong. And he's he's nine to two five. Catherine, have you any of you, you uh, like your two mile handicaps? Can you I start? I do, us off? but um, I just know this, this one hurt my head a little bit, to be honest with you. And and like yourself, I did, I did prefer it on the turf. Yeah. Spray green let's let's spray the uh let's let's spray the equitrack polytrack tapita whatever ever's left spray all green and then we can all get nostalgic um john what was, what was your what was your uh idea of the plate winner uh christ i'm getting medieval i'm on a, i really am um hockfeld trained by the screaming kilt oh god <laughs> yeah he'll kill out I, I, I think this is a massive play for me somewhere actually with no ground worries at all. Um, I thought this was a blistering race at Ascot last term when it finished at seventh. <laughs> it, the, the ride it got was dreadful, you know, I mean, it never saw any kind of daylight. Uh, it was never given a chance in the race. This horse can win one of these off this mark. A nice even pace will suit it to you. I'm quite encouraged by the fact it hasn't got a low draw because you won't get yourself too much, in too much of a pocket. Um, hopefully tomorrow is the day that this puts one of these to bed at 22 to 1 and we'll have some of that. Like that, John. Like it. That's confidence. Yeah, I mean, the, the kilt throws enough darts at the dartboard, doesn't it? You know, it's one of them. He's a it's a class act on its day. It's contested some good races. I changed um, my Twitter picture in honour of this today. Uh, yes, I saw it. Yes, um, yeah. yes, uh, a gentleman flashing his wares. Um, <laughs> yes, a Scottish gentleman, possibly. Yeah. Yes. Screaming um, while he did it. The yes. screaming kill. Um, yeah. Kind of like that. Yeah. So Hockfeld for John. That's an impressive twenty-two to one. And my initial selection uh, was going to be Grandmaster Flash. But that's been uh, for the baby Joseph. That's been backed in from 25 to 1 into 12 to 1. That will probably have the jungle juice. Aye, aye, we've got yeah, we They're coming for you. The sirens. The hard drive, usually. And then. Um So, anyway, Grandmaster Flash is the baby Joseph. It's it's an all weather animal. It's 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 hacked up at Dundalk loads of times. You know, it, it clad the jungle juice tomorrow. But they've had the twenty fives into twelve to one. Um, that was my initial choice. Not anymore because of the price. So I've had to go for something a little bit left field again. I don't think this is left field though. Island Brave, uh, Heather Main. Um, I think this would be a great winner for a for a trainer that. Basically, I think deserves to win something like this. Uh, you know, a lesser trainer. Well, the lesser trainer, twelve percent, good trainer. But just obviously, I think this is this would be a flagship race. It loves loves the track. It's been here three times. Ran well all three occasions. Ran well in the Ascot Stakes. Was uh, seven lengths behind Rashoon. Didn't get the run of the race. Ridden by an idiot. Um, <laughs> was rated a hundred then. 
Um, he's off 98, but gets, but, but lo and behold, gets Ray Dawson. He's the best three pound claimer in the mm-hmm. British Isles. And so that takes him down to 95, and that makes it a very attractive bet at 20 to 1 plus when you consider that everything is in his favour. He loves this place. So 95 is well in. He's a horse that's been running with, he ran against Stradivarius, tailed off, fair enough. He ran against Ramshand, Carl Wennon. Um, it's all good, 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 solid form. So I thought Island Brave could run a big one at that price. Um, right, that's the four at uh, in Georgia Land. We've got some big prices for you there. Um, John and Catherine both come up with some good choices. Uh, myself also, hopefully. We move on to obviously the main action, which is the uh, uh, the. Budweiser Irish Derby meeting. <laughs> oh no, sorry, sorry, Javai, Javai, uh, always fondly known for me as the Budweiser. Yeah, those are anyway. Yeah, right. So we go. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna cover um, two races on the Saturday and two races on the Sunday. And uh, the first one is the 305 at Coro. It's the Gain Railway Stakes, a Group Two event. Usually, a very, very smart two-year-old will end up winning this. Um, John, have you anything in this? I thought this looked tough to be honest, but I, I, I was actually quite taken with my setup of the fetus Danica's. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, when it when it ran in the uh, Coventry, I, I thought this looked quite a nice horse, and uh, I don't think a little bit of Hazel there was any harm either. Um, so I, I, I could, I could nearly play this each way at eight to one. I think it's not a bad shout. I mean, it didn't get the run of the race when it ran two lengths behind Castle Star. It's the mm. uh, race it didn't get the race at all. Um, so it definitely goes up with juke with a bit of juice in the ground, John. I do think it'll probably dry out to good ground tomorrow. I think it probably will be genuine good unless Ireland just rains all the time, so you never know with Ireland. But but it, on forecast anyway, it should end up good. Catherine, did you look at this two-year-old race? Yeah, I did. Um, I think it is really hard, but um, a performance that has kind of, as you know with me, I kind of dip in and out of the flat, but... From what I do see, a performance that really did stick in my head was, and it's quite boring because he's second favourite, but Dr. Zempf, I thought the oh, way oh, yeah. that, yeah, I thought the way that he was so keen um, was kind of like last place in the way, the way he came through. I thought, like, yeah. I thought it has to have a pretty big engine to be able to do that. And obviously, uh, stable in form. And like you say, it's normally a very decent horse that, that wins this. So um, quite a boring selection, I know, but uh, Dr. Zempf for me. Look tidy, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's certainly not boring for me because I think Dr. Zem will be very tough to beat here. Um, mm. I, I think even if he just steps forward a little bit yeah. from debut, um, I, I, I just think That's he's going to be really to do, really, to yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he made the subsequent Albany 6th elliptic um, look totally pedestrian. Yeah. Um, he's it's, just the way, it's just the way he came through. Like, it wasn't, Absolutely. wasn't asked any questions at all. Um, no. it, yeah, it, it was definitely um, eye-catching. I say the old old notebook, you know, is is a bit barren in the flat season, but that was one that sort of had me like, wow. Yeah, doctors. I mean, he's he's got some really smart foot. The numbers back this up as well. Um, what I visually saw, I think he's an exciting horse, and I, I do think you know he's. Dare I say it, he's probably I, I do think he's top of the top. So mm-hmm. Dr. Zemp is a is a strong choice for me around uh, seven to two is available, that's enormous. Um could be a big day for Grr Lions. Um, um I, I, I do I do think he's got some big chances. So yeah, um could be in the good start form of, as well. Like the yeah. in very good form. In his good fire he's pine a pine. When he's pine a pine, he's good fire. So anyway, three forty thousand. That, that was my Indian accent, not Irish. He's not from Karachi, is he? I was going to say, I thought I was like back in Rush Home then. <laughs> I thought, I thought, I thought I the Batley and Spen Bay election was really Brilliant. I tried. Anyway, 
the three forty five is the big one. The Dubai. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting to the end of the gym ball. The, yeah. the mile and a half, mile and a half handicap. The, the mile and a half group one race. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, high definition leads the way at seven to four for um, for Bally Doyle. John, this was your second coming at the start of the year. Is it still your second coming? Yes. It is. Like that, concise, John, to the point. Yeah. Um, I've I've watched that Dante back time and time again, and uh, I've convinced myself he's going to take a massive step forward from that. Uh, I I don't think they're giving money away at seven to four, but my gut feeling is that this will win and win impressively. Mm, interesting. I mean, certainly I, when I saw the gr- the initial ground and the forecast and, and it was looking like, oh, God, this is going to be like a road, I was thinking he's not going to want it, want it like a road. He, I can just tell by his style he doesn't want really fast ground. Um, but since the... And Magic. chucked it all, chucked it all on, and and you know we've had some severe downpours. Um, it's kind of made it, yeah, where I actually believe you, John. I think it's one of them. It's as if like the Dante, the lads knew, didn't they, John? The lads, yeah. Look at the front. Well, the we Dante, knew when it started going out because we were just waiting for the lads to back it, and we were going to take you out of bases, weren't we? Week and and for, and for me, the principal danger is hurry. Kane Lane, it ripped two shoes off in the derby, yeah. um, oh. and and I, I I do think Hurricane Lane, and I, I've had reports since that its, it's work has been spectacular. They really like Hurricane Lane. I think that could be the each way option. If so, if, if you don't fancy high definition at seven or four and taking that sort of price, I thought Hurricane Lane might be an each way shout. But I, I I do agree with you, John. It's one of them that you can just see. High definition improving way past Hurricane Lane um, because we don't think, and we said this, didn't we? We don't think the three-year-old males again this season no. are anything to start shouting about. So we'll, he's, he's, he's been careful with this. He's been careful with this as well. I mean, if it was one of these that he wasn't asked about, like Morgul and things like that, he'd have gone to Epsom, and then he might have even popped up at Ascot. You know, but yeah. clearly Ryan's gone off at York and said, "Look, this needs a bit more time." And rather than voting on, he's waited and waited. It's a much more suitable track. We know it. We know it can act round here. And I think the fact that he's being careful tells you what to think about this. And uh, as, as I say, I think it will probably lap these. Well, Aidan said everything has gone smoothly, which is a different vibe to what he gave before York so I'm with you John with the high definition for the win but if you don't fancy that it's Hurricane Lane each way sorry to be boring but I think that literally is the scenario Catherine have you any view on this oh yeah yeah I was actually going to read out my my notes from the derby but I thought there's like there's a very naughty swear word in them so um, oh no, no I've swore several times and broke laws yeah but this is like the sea bomb oh <laughs> Wow. Um, okay, that, that so, must have been when Jim's after ended up on the outside and <laughs> when he did it. Yeah, so these yeah. are my notes. These are my notes from the Derby. McSwiney, slowly away. Question mark on course, question mark on ground. Uh, I don't believe s- stamina was a problem. Ran well considering <laughs> ran well considering the start, but given a next Tuesday of a ride. Um mm-hmm. Which I think, all things considering, did actually run really well in the derby. I don't believe it was a stamina issue. I think that his stamina will stretch to one mile four. And let's forget, you know, who he who he's beaten. You know, how impressive was everyone's favourite Count's horse in the in the St James's Palace? You know, I think. I, I, everyone knows I love Muxwiney, but let's just hope that the leprechauns have popped on enough water for him. 
Well, they certainly don't, they've certainly helped. I mean, I mean, it's definitely definitely not going to be quick tomorrow. I want to thought so. You know, it's, it's like you say, it's just whether. I don't think he stays. You know. No. I think this is gonna this is gonna be my decider. See, I, I don't I don't think I think that the track was more of an issue rather than the stamina. But I mean that saying if you compare the ride of Max Sweeney to the genius of a ride of a winner, um, like if you sort yeah. of watch the race and literally just your eye to those two, yeah, it's it's a pretty poor ride in comparison. Mm. Well, but then how many yeah. How many derbies have I ridden in? Maybe as many as him. I've got Mike Swiney down as a soup monster. Um, and that's literally, I just think he's an absolute soup monster. And and that's that's him. He's, he's, he's probably unbeatable in three-year-old division when it's soft-heavy. Um, Thanks for saying he's a good man, John Slop. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he, He's, he's a class act. I mean, to beat Poetic Flair, obviously, yeah. he's, um, he, he, he's no mean feat because that's the that's the key three-year-old Bob. We're talking about Poetic Flair beating Palace Pier in the Sussex later in the season. and, mm. and uh, So, Max Swiney in a year where if high definition doesn't turn up, um, then that could be interesting. Um, but, yeah, I hope you enjoyed our thoughts there, folks, on the Irish Derby. Uh, we go to the um, Sunday. Oh, can I just card. can I just mention uh, yeah. one um, and the, the oh. two mile concluding handicap um, on the Saturday, is the, which is the five fifty five. The current for two mile Dubai duty free Irish EBF handicap. Current favourite Arcadian Sunrise for John Queeley at eleven to four. Yeah. Um, okay, this one actually ran the other day. Um, Duke up. Ted Walsh's horse. It was quite interesting. Um, got buffeted about, knocked all over the place, and then outpaced at Ballon Robe. But I think that, you know, Duke Up is actually a hurdler. And I think that the trip there at Ballon Robe would have been on the short side. Much better trip yeah. here at two miles. And I think they might sort of, you know, be playing an old sneaky, sneaky, have a have a nice little run over a shorter distance. It's quite confusing because he went off favourite for that Ballon Robe race. Um, but the cynic in me says that this is what he will, he will be spot on for. Yeah, because Father Ted had an idiot there in it that day and now he's got Chris Hayes up. Exactly. As <laughs> well, that was, that was my next point. Yeah. Well, it's intriguing. interesting you say Yeah, this is, Catherine, this is a good spot because yeah. I watched the race. I yeah. played in the race. I, I biked the winner to sick everybody off. That we're after time. I was going to say, what time's it run? What the time's that run? Um, yeah, and the thing is, Duke Up um, was, you could tell, right? It, it, it was quite decent ground at Ballin Road, that for Ireland, anyway. It was like, it's probably firm over here. Compared <laughs> to, and, 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 it, and it's like everything that was on the front end at Ballin Road did, did quite well. It, you know, you, you had to be sort of on the pace. You had to, and that's not Duke Up. That's like Catherine said, that is not. You know, Duke Cups, I'd uh, like to say, step up to two miles, more of a gallop, more yeah. of a, you know, wide expanse. Like yeah, you said, which dirty, you'll get, yeah. Dirty Ted, you know, with his, you know. <laughs> no shoes, Ted. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Ted. Um, he, he was you know, tweeting this week in favour of a five-day festival, you know. Yeah. Well, they he, all he, he said, oh, yeah, I'm on about it, but it'll work, it'll just work. So I tweeted him back, yeah. I said, would 17 days work, Ted? He just ignored me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah so catherine brilliant it's like t- duke up there in the 555 makes a good point i did watch it at ballin robe mm. look especially when they hit that last bend it looked all at sea hitting that last bend it thought i've not seen a bend that sharp uh, yeah in life. i definitely um, think this is this is obviously it's their local flat track as well um uh, let, let, let's smash the piss out of this and ruin the place for 10 <laughs> <laughs> Seven, seven. Seven. to come 10 o'clock to seven or two yeah, seven yeah and I'd have forgot to back it when Ruby's had to ask for a 12,000 or two Katie will be straight again yeah, <laughs> yeah um, but um, it just the cynic in me says okay we're not favourite but I think there's more to this story but then I am the world's most cynical person apart from John yeah. 
<laughs> so that's Duke up for Catherine. Um, that's probably a nap as well, I reckon. Um, in the nap of the weekend. Yeah, yeah. nap nap of the weekend there from Catherine Fry, the I- Irish correspondent. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Duke up at seven to one. Get stuck in, folks. Um, right, Sunday we'll look at two races. Um, and do you know what? Right. The first one is obviously the Group 1 Pretty Poly Stakes, 340 at the Curra. Do you know what I find amusing? That there's a race going off as we're recording now, uh, the 720 at Newcastle that's worth, that's worth a bag of peanuts and a photo frame for the winner. And, and Zayadar, that ran in the Oaks, is currently 13-8 to favourite for this, this Newcastle race running now. And if Zayadar ran in this tomorrow, right, It'd be ra- she'd be sorry she she'd be racing for hundred and forty seven thousand euros to the winner, and she'd probably be joint favourites with Santa Barbara. What what is up with these people about yeah. placing the horses? I, I mean, same distance, mile and two at Newcastle, Zayadar, you know, racing for a, a bag of nuts, and there's hundred and forty seven thousand euros on offer for the Pretty Polly. It's a really moderate Pretty Polly. Santa Barbara's favourite probably on default because. The old KM Pepper's weak in the betting. She's probably not right. That can't be four to one. Thundering Knights, the third in. Um, he's got good form, but it's group three form. That's all. Just group three. And then you've got an Oaks horse that was 11 or two for the Oaks or six to one for the Oaks or whatever she was. She's running at Newcastle. And I just think, what on earth are they doing? Yeah. Catherine. Um, yeah, it's quite like one in this, actually. Um, it's. I think it's one of a group two last time out. I think she there's plenty of um, stamina in the pedigree, so I don't think one mile two will be a problem. Um, she's obviously in good form herself. One at the track, and that's Epona plays. Yeah, the Australia filly. She she made my three year old yeah. stuff up last season. Okay. Um, except the amusing thing was, I backed her to win a Leopardstown maiden at six to four. She got beat. I backed her at four to one next time at Kalani. She couldn't even place. And then she ends up uh, winning a group three. <laughs> <laughs> then this season, a group three and then a group two. Yeah, what yeah. a funny game. You know, funny, it's like, funny old world, isn't it? Funny, funny old game, yeah. So, so play, and I agree with you. She's improving massively. Yes. She abs- and she absolutely bolted up last time. Um, yeah. And there's, I mean, so the, if, you, if you look on the, there's, up to two miles in her pedigree, so this one mile two is, is going to be absolutely fine for it. Just as a side as well, I've just been looking at the prices on Duke Up, and there's certainly a discrepancy. So you're right, there is seven to one available. She says she's quickly trying to have a bet. Um, <coughs> nine to two with bet three six five. I, uh, I, I, the, the bet three six five gang's beating. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, it's, it's the woe of our lives. We wake up in the morning, there's nothing there, nothing, nothing. Yeah. It's like it's like a it's like a Masai Mara carcass. <laughs> no, Ten will be in cages. They've got one of them bikes now, like the goodies, and they're going around all the shops hammering it. Yeah, mustard. <laughs> Imagine, if well, like Imagine if you had some real like off the wall documentary doing it. Ted on a BMX. Like three, so there's like three on a bike, John. One of them. Yeah. 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 Goody, goody, yum, yum. Yeah. Super. Anyway, it's turn a place for Catherine. Um, can't fault her on that because she is improving. Um, nothing for me on the race. I just, I was just astonished that um that no um. Uh, uh, British entrant decided to bother for that kind of money, especially when you've probably got a run to about 110 to win. Anyway, uh, we move on to the. Uh, oh, John, anything for you in that? I, I didn't come to you, did I? After all, that, yeah, I yeah I'm, I'm not strong on anything at all. I mean, if Ken Pepper was right, I think she'd muller him, but the betting looks a bit ominous, doesn't it? Yeah, you can tell she's not. She can't be four to one because she she drubbed thundering nights last yeah. year by five lengths, and that's the same price. So obviously, exactly. Yeah, Jesse's not sticking the super unleaded in yet. Um, 
So we go to the 410, which is the Coma Group International Curra Cup, a uh, group two event, uh, plenty of prize winning and offer again, 100,000 race, 59,000 euros to the winner. Aiden as the favourite with passion at 13 to 8. John, anything in this to finish us off? Yeah, maybe there's a little spot in each one question there about Comas. Doesn't have an awful lot to find. I think there's a little bit of progression in the profile. Um, quite a nice run last time. I wouldn't be going mad, yeah. but uh, just a, a sporty little player at a big price against the O'Brien Horde. Okay, Doug. 25s per uh, Chris A is on board. Catherine, anything for you? No, no, nothing for me in this. Uh, right, well, if, before we finish then, can anyone pronounce um, the O'Brien River with Colin Seymour? <laughs> anyone? Amran de Bithan. John, what is it? It's not that, but it's, it's something else. <laughs> yeah. I t- um, we... Uh, we, we need we need to mention uh, some other business as well, really. We do, uh, right? Because have you, have, you, uh, have you got a have you got a bingo bongo, John? Uh, I think so. Well, there's one sneaking out at Newmarket tomorrow in the one thirty-five. I think you know you know what to expect, here. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, oh. uh, our our old girl from last week, companionship. Yeah. Um, you know, if she was going to win this as a uh, Sandringham, she's going to be winning this, isn't she? Yeah. Really. And uh, I, I think we need to be uh, dipping a toe in the choppy waters of Newmarket. Yeah. Um, hoping it doesn't pedal down too much. Sad uh, thing is, John, you're in your speedos and the tide's gone out. It's already eights into fives. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's one of them things, isn't it? Well, <laughs> in your speedos and the tide's gone out. <laughs> I, I mean, the answer was all. Yeah. Um, At some point. Fabs might still be a good price. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I double the Dew Cup. I mean, I mean, to race, they're the best two. So I'd have companionship fans. So just to even crash your price further, it'll probably end up threes when we wake up. But anyway, companionship then and Dew Cup, I would say, are the bar stewards' two best bets of yeah. of this show. If you want some bankers, I think I think that's what we're doing, and I, I think both will be hammered. Um, yeah, and we'll be hammered as well, Jane and and, and everything <laughs> paid this tomorrow I've got, afternoon. But, I've got a couple of jumpers, not woolly jumpers, like horses. <laughs> oh right! Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, we like Mike. Your Yeah. Um. So it's the um summer cup thing at Utoxeter. I normally hate betting horses at Utoxeter, um. But I, I fancy a I fancy a couple at Utoxeter. I think the favourite Locks Corner will win the summer cup. Um. I think it's the best horse in the race. Um. I remember we we had him as a little um. We had our own him for the uh, Potemps, didn't we? way back uh, yeah and um then, then he went chasing at Kempton he ran in the really good uh handicap at Leopardstown at the Dublin Racing Festival and he was going okay but he made an absolutely bad mistake and then pulled up after that so on that evidence the company that he's kept previously I would say that he should be winning this the distance isn't going to be a problem um, in the 155, which is a really bad race, it's the first division of the handicap hurdle. I think um, Neil Holland will win it with Ragamuffin and Cartmel on Sunday. Um, Thomas Todd in the 420. Adam Wedge goes all the way up for that ride. And um, they would be my three over the sticks this weekend. Okie dokie. Wonderful. Super. So let's clarify. So 420 Cartmel. Uh, Thomas Todd for uh, for, for Catherine. Yeah. Um, Locks uh, corner in the Summer Cup. Three. Locks corner. That's in the three thirty-five at Utoxeter. Yeah. That's in the Summer Cup. You can get a bit of a uh, bit of eight to one, I think. Locks corner. Okay. So that might be. Uh, and um, one fifty-five uh, ragamuffin. And the one fifty-five ragamuffin of the Mulhollands. Yeah. And that yeah yeah that he looks like he's ready to work. Eighty-nine. They've got that off the dirty. Yeah. Dirty. Right, fantastic. So we've we've given you 
plenty of tips there to be going forward this weekend. I hope you back plenty of winners. I really do. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the show like like us three have. We've we have a good laugh. And um, we'll be having the pay. Pay will be open tomorrow with gin and etc. Uh, always in my household on a Saturday. And I'll say, I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Me and John are just back on Sunday for the sermon. And uh, and you can listen to more rubbish uh, on Sunday <laughs> evening if you've nothing else better to do. That's all from us. We love you. Bye for now. Bye.